This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 118 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. And we have the video up and running folks so we are going to put that part up on youtube this week we're excited about that first and foremost how has the week gone for you it's actually like sunny here in nashville after we had all that craziness going on so is it somewhat decent up there in cbus yeah no the weather's right around here uh which we've been really fortunate um my father was actually like sitting outside working today Nice. Um, yeah, and he's one of those guys who likes to be out, and he en- enjoys the, the sunshine and, and the natural light and everything. But yeah, um, it was comfortable enough to do that. And the office um, that I work in is like a fishbowl. We've got these big windows up front, and so it's really good to Ooh. be able to to get that light coming in because some days you walk in there and it's just gray. gray. <laughs> yeah, you know how it gets. So it's, it's been good. It's weird because Columbus and Nashville are actually pretty similar in terms Mm -hmm. of climate. It's weird because, you know, I lived in Columbus for three years. And when I moved down here, I didn't expect the winters to be as gloomy, per se, and rainy. And besides not getting as much snow as Columbus, I would say it's fairly similar. So we we experience the same season changes and we're ready for a new one. So hopefully we'll (laughs) we'll get that soon, right? Well, we'll see. This this could be, you know, that that false spring type oh. of situation. Who knows? But I, Nashville is like six hours from Columbus. So, it's, I mean, yeah. it's really like it feels like Nashville's like so much more southern, but it's it's really not like a far distance. So I could definitely, you know, it's see very- how the weather is not too drastically different. Exactly. So we're we're just looking forward to having a little bit more to talk about in terms of football on the college front, but we're getting there little by little. And I will say this, uh, I was excited to hear this. (laughs) You know who was last to finalize their schedule (laughs) out of the power five. Can you take a wild guess? Yeah, it it is your (laughs) conference, the conference that you claim. You know, (laughs) I know now why I'm from this conference, because this has been my life in a nutshell. I've been at the bottom, always trying to get to the top. And for some reason, I always just get punched back down. <laughs> and here we, here we go again. The last uh, 
conference to to make a decision in terms of putting out their schedule. But it is a good thing because um, it looks like this 2021 schedule for the Pac-12 is going to be no- normal in terms of they're going to play those non-conference games. They're also going to have that nine-game conference season. So it looks like things will get back to normal for the Pac-12 over there on the West Coast. And it because we were kind of curious as to if they would do things a little bit different than the other conferences. Other than the fans right now, which I haven't heard too much on, mm-hmm. play will be the same. And it's going to be good to see some of these Pac-12 schools playing some non-conference um, games to get the season started. Yeah. And, you know, like you'd like to see some capacity at these games. Like, I yeah. think we would all appreciate that as fans of the sport of football, but Kayla, to your point, um, the fact that they are planning for a full season with non-conference games, I think is a really good sign And Ohio state and Oregon are going to be going at it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the non-conference games. And that's why it's important to have those, yeah. but it, you know, it's one of the things that we talked about. I think two things are happening simultaneously is, is number one, people are, they are just, uh, they're fatigued. They're just yeah. done with the pandemic and protocols and everything else. But number two, you hear news this week that uh, we should have the, the proper amount of doses to vaccinate every American adult by, you know, may or whatever they're saying, like, yeah, that gives people a ton of confidence to be able to plan events in August and September, understanding that we will have the resources to fight the virus in terms of medicine in May in hospitals, which I was speaking to some people who work in that industry, they're way better equipped now than they were a year ago when this thing started. So they can Mm -hmm. handle when people get sick and they understand now the best ways to treat the coronavirus and even how to tell the difference between um, the seasonal flu and the coronavirus, which was something that they couldn't tell the difference between a year ago. Yeah. So in saying all of that, uh, really excited. College football, we will get a normal schedule. Might not be totally normal, but I will deal with whatever we can get because I know it's going to be too. better than last year. And I know that you and I are both excited to cover it at maybe somewhat of a normal situation, like a normal situation where we are actually able to go to these games, some of them, maybe perhaps interview people in person. Yep. I'm hoping that's the next step because in my opinion, and I don't know what you've missed the most, Joshua, but I do this business because I like to share stories, right? I like to connect the fans with the players and the teams that I cover. And that's really been impossible for us to really do that job to the full capacity because yeah. we aren't talking with these players in person. We're not making those connections. And even if we're doing anything on Zoom for us as a, as a local media, we, we don't get to see their faces, right? Sure. So you're talking to, like, they're talking to, uh, who knows, a screen, you know, they can't see us where we can see them, but it's just not that connection. So for me, that's the best part, like, that I'm looking forward to is getting back to having that actual one-on-one connection with, with the teams. I totally agree. And I can I can think back to, you know, the the 2019 season. And, you know, after the season was over, I got to go to Wisconsin and spend some time with their linebackers. And we taped some segments for BTN, which were great. Yep. And it was really fun getting to know those guys, uh, two guys that became um, NFL players, which is really awesome. They were great players in college and then got to go out to a Rose Bowl, which was awesome because oh, we got yeah. to participate in media day spend some time with the players. Isn't that so fun? It's so fun. And and just being able to, you know, like travel from Ohio to California and not have to worry about everything and be able to enjoy Pasadena. Um, We missed a year of that. And for me and you both, like some of the best years of our career right now. So um, 
definitely glad to be able to get back to doing some of that with some normalcy too. Absolutely. Um, there is going to be some normalcy, it looks like. <laughs> surprise, surprise, down here in the South. Uh, <laughs> we already talked about Texas A&M saying that they're planning on having full well, capacity. In the state of Texas is 100% it, open right that now. That was what I was just so. going to say. So that's not even, that's, you know, we can expect everything open there. But they're, they are going to also um, plan on having full capacity at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Of course, that's Alabama's stadium in Tuscaloosa. That doesn't come as a surprise to me at all. And now I think it's just a matter of everyone following suit down here in terms of the SEC, at least. Um, but you did say that uh, there is a Big Ten school that has said they're going to be uh, opening up for business. Yep, Nebraska said that they uh, they plan to be at full capacity. Now, um, don't know what the Big Ten Conference is going to come up with in terms of rules, because I, I think one thing the Big Ten is going to be cognizant of, and this is not going to be an issue in the South, because I think everybody's going to try to do everything, and they didn't care this last year anyway about, you know, one uh, Texas A&M being able to have fans in Florida not being able to have as many or whatever the case is. But I don't know if, you know, 90,000 people in Lincoln, Nebraska is going to go over well if you can't put 100,000 people in the shoe in Columbus. But with that being yeah. said, they're planning on 100% capacity there. That's the latest report. Yeah, and, and I think it's only a matter of time before some of these other schools, you know, the big the big ones in the in the Big Ten follow suit as well. I mean, like you said, you you're going to have what 90,000 in Stadium Nebraska, and you don't think that Columbus and Ohio State is going to be like we're we're going to bring them in. Yeah, I mean, at uh, least at some sort of almost full capacity. I'll just, I'll be curious to see. I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but uh, yeah, you know, it's the, the, the Big Ten footprint, I think had a, a little bit of a uh, rough patch just to mm -hmm. put it like that. And so I think there's going to be a little bit of kowtowing and placating. Um, but at the same time, I think they're, they're going to try to keep some, some semblance of fairness and everything else as they move forward. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that is some positive news that we're, we're probably going to be, see, be seeing fans back in stadiums at uh, somewhat of a normal capacity. But um, we're going to move on to a place where I'm sure they're going to have fans in the stands because sure. it is in Texas, but where they have a much bigger problem right now. And they thought they might have solved the problem of the coach with getting Tom Herman out and hiring Steve Sarkeesian. And now they have a much bigger problem in terms of what's happening around the program, around the university. I want to just kind of throw this to you because it's something that um, you're passionate about, that you wanted to make some points about. Um, but this does have to do, again, with something we brought up um, a couple months ago about the um, Eyes of Texas song, which they have said um, they are no longer doing, but now there is extreme pushback. Uh, it, and it's just getting quite ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's a it's a weird situation. So the eyes of Texas, like their you know school song or whatever, they sing it after games, which a lot of yeah. you know we sing Carmen Ohio here at Ohio State. This is what teams do mm-hmm. um, after football games, but um, it's it's a problematic song because it has uh, some racial undertones about slavery. Yeah, it was you know a rallying cry during the Confederacy, and it was a line. That was said by Robert E. Lee, uh, mm-hmm. which obviously leader of the Confederate Army. Um, you know, there there's some history behind that song that when you look back now, it it, it would make black folks really uncomfortable to want yeah. to sing that song. Yeah. And there are players that have said yeah. that they're uncomfortable. To the point where they walked off the field yep. on numerous occasions without singing it. And Tom Herman, as much as we have made fun of him on this show, um, give him credit. He yeah. stood by his players and said, if they don't want to sing the song, I'm not going to sit there and force them to. Mm-hmm. Sarkeesian came in with a little bit of a different attitude. He said, the eyes of Texas is our song and we're going to sing it. And um, I, I understand the job that he has to do because he's part coach, part politician down there. And we've talked about why that's the difficulty of that Texas job. Yeah. Um, but I would, and again, I can't, I, I can say this because I'm not paying bills down there. Um, but I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess I is the best way to put it. Like, do you lose your locker room, but you still keep the booster money coming in? Or do you lose the boosters, but your guys are playing hard? Like, so I, I get where he's put in a compromise position, but I wouldn't have taken that stance the way that he did. Um, now, essentially where they're at is they said they weren't going to play the song. And then they said they were going to do it. And they got a ton of pushback from yeah. boosters about yeah. not playing the song. And I want to read some quotes because um, it just, it, it shows you a little bit of what that school is dealing with. Number one, in terms of the amount of money that That's, they're pulling in from these yeah. boosters, but like the actual character of these people that they have to, um, you know, they got to massage them a little bit. But one person mm-hmm. said, quote, it's time for you to put the foot down and make it perfectly clear that the heritage of Texas will not be lost. Uh, this was, written by a donor who graduated in 1986. Their name was redacted by UT Austin. Um, The rest of the quote says, quote, it is sad that it is offending the blacks. As as I said before, the blacks are free and it's time for them to move on to another state where everything is in their favor. Uh, Like the, just somebody who graduated in 86. So they're like, probably not like super old. They would be younger than both of my parents. To say things like, you know, the blacks, or if they don't want to be in Texas, you can go somewhere else. Like, okay, I see exactly. Anyway, I'll I'll dive into where I'm getting with all this, because the second quote really brings it all together. Um, It says, quote, less than 6% of our current student body is black. This was Larry Wilkinson, who's a donor who graduated in 1970. The tail cannot be allowed to wag the dog. The dog must instead stand up for what is right. Nothing forces those students to attend UT Austin. Encourage them to select an alternate school dot, dot, dot now. So basically, when when black folks try to tell you that they are uncomfortable with something, it's like, no. But white folks can say this is basically what's going on. Right. Because these are the same folks who will be like, we don't need safe spaces and. Uh, cancel culture shouldn't exist, right? But they want Texas to be their safe space to be racist, and they want to cancel black right. people who want to speak up about not liking what's going on. It's the most right. ridiculous thing. And these we're, we're dealing with these people in 2000, 
21. These people are yeah. rich. They have money. They have power. They have influence. Yep. And they don't think twice about black people. One of them said, because they're free and they can go anywhere else. And the other one said, because there's not enough of them for me to want to care about them. Absolutely amazing. It's just the the ignorance. The You said those two words, money and power. And money and power make people just yes stupid yes sometimes and i'm not saying every person's stupid but i'm clearly saying these people that are bringing up the comments that you have said I, that's just and nobody's checked them before either like hear. that's that's the no that, it's like right. when when you're, you're right. in that position it's it's a lot of stupidity but the the other part of it is like when i'm stupid i'm still in a position where people can check me like those people are stupid and nobody's going to say anything to them because what are you going to say to somebody like that they're not going to listen they're going to blow you off Right. And here's the thing. Look, change the song, change the song, have a new song that you come out to at the end of the game and you put your arms around everyone and you sway side to side. This is me trying to be as reasonable as possible. Play the song, have the band play the song, do whatever you want. But if, if, if there's, if there's a black person out there who decides that they don't want to be out there for the song and they go into the locker room, that's their decision. You, I'm not saying you can force the school not to play the song, but what I am saying is you can't force somebody to be out there if they feel like that song is offensive. And you get the best of both worlds. I agree. The biggest issue in this thing is not just the fact that they want to play the song. It's the fact that they want black folks to sit up there and sing the song after the mm-hmm. game like there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. You cannot get it exactly. both ways. You can do one. Nope. You can let somebody else do the other. But you're not going to get both. It's like it's it's almost like this power thing is a zero-sum game. It's not the fact that you mm-hmm. want to feel like you hold power. It's the fact that you want to feel like you hold power and you want somebody else to be completely powerless. You want to see both of those things yep. at the same time, right? And and that's the biggest, like, I'm, I'm going to get off of this because I'm starting to get real fired up. But I feel like there's just it. a real easy solution. Play your little song. It's totally fine. If somebody decides that song does not align with their values, then yep. let them go. And it's not, it's literally Absolutely. not going to hurt anybody. It, it, I promise you nope. the, the the world will go on, but I just, I can't get what's yep. going on down there. It's, it's to me, they are in their yes. own way. And it starts with these people that why do we always bring it back right. to the donors? Because there's yeah. an issue there. And the same thing happens yeah. at Tennessee, right? Um, it, you always bring it back to the donors. And it's like, it's, it, they're, they're, it's like an issue. And it, because they're stubborn, they're going to stay in their ways. They're not going to break. They're not going to budge. And because yeah. they have money, they feel like they can well, run and the show. And they, they do. do. And, they, and they've clearly yes. shown that they do. But at what point do we have to find a way to, to break that who knows but it, it, I'll, I'll say this this third segment we're getting ready to get into oh, is 100 yeah. percent the reason why they have to do what they're doing right now with right. these donors right. i mean we're literally going to talk about it but that's as long as the system for college football is set up to where what we're going to talk about next is important it will always be yep. it, will, it will it'll be donors yep. coaches players at the bottom of the barrel every single time. Yep, you're right. And it's just it's just a nasty cycle cuz we continue to have to bring things up like this where it's just to me it, it, why are we even having to discuss something this this awful like where this is even something you're having to go and like spell it out, right? 
it just it shouldn't be something that we're doing at this point in 2021 but we are yeah i mean it and we'll be doing this for a, a little while until people start taking this seriously but this we're in it for the long run well you had mentioned because of you know the money that is really inserted into these college programs because so much of it is coming from these donors and a lot of it has to do with what they're making you know, these programs in terms of cosmetics, they want it to be where these kids want to go, right? They want to go to the program that has the newest, the best, the greatest locker room and uniforms. It's, it's all about the eye test. And right now it's kind of like these colleges are like trying to up one, one another because who has the best locker room? Oh, we got to make ours better. So they um, they have an article on 24-7 sports, um, Joshua, and I was kind of looking through it at all the, it's like the top 25 locker rooms or whatever. It, it's amazing just to go through there. I, I encourage you to check out the article uh, if you haven't seen it, because I just sit there and scroll through the, the pictures of these locker rooms, and it's yep. insane. And then yep. I, I get lost and I can see how some of these recruits get lost in just the look of everything and how cool it is. And wow. But that's what we're dealing with here in, in this generation. It's the eye test. Do you remember when um, Urban in like 2012 and 2013 was like on this big push for a brand new locker room because yeah. he didn't like the way the facilities look? Yep. And so we we got the upgraded facilities and literally from that point to where they upgraded the locker room, it was every year there was a new project being done. They did the locker room and then they did the tubs and then they did the training room and yeah. then they they did something on the indoor. They did the renovation to the upstairs meal room. Yep. They did a renovation to what used to be like the basketball court in that area. And it's like year after year after year after year. They're just doing more and more projects. Yeah. And we talked about one of the reasons is the donor money that's coming in, right? Folks will spend on their favorite school. This is the other thing to consider with this. And I'm, you know, I I think this benefits players uh, because some of these facilities are beautiful and they're very comfortable to be in and the whole deal. So I don't necessarily get as mad about this, but there's nowhere else to put the money. Like the booster money comes in and they either got to put it in a coach's pocket or they got to put it into some new gear or they got to put it into facilities, but they can't (laughs) put it in a player's pocket. You know, so this is how we get to this point where Clemson has a slide in their facility is I I would personally, instead of the water wall that we had at the Woody, I would have like, you know, I would have taken a $500 check. You can't can't do it, though. And so you end up getting some of these different facility type situations. These like crazy. So tell me as a player, how important is it really to some of these guys? I know to you, it's that's not what it's about. But when you were kind of, you know, around some of these other players or when new recruits were, you know, coming and looking at facilities, I mean, how important is something like that? Not to the fact that like, that's why you're going to that place, but maybe that's like a small reason why you would pick uh, Ohio State over like A&M or, you know, something where it's like just a little bit of a difference maker. It just because it's just such a new generation of of kids. Well, it's, it's not just kids. Like I I see it every day selling real estate, you know, like what's going to be the difference maker. If you're somebody who's looking at, you know, Dublin, Olentangy, New Albany, right. And out of the three areas you found 
they're all acceptable suburbs. You feel like you're going to get all the best of whatever you're looking for out of the experience. But let's say the house in New Albany has a couple of newer amenities than the one that you saw in Lewis Center or the other one in Dublin. You're going to pick that house, right? And so for for kids, if there's not a, a big difference in their mind in terms of the coaching staff and the opportunity to play and some of the academic programs, then maybe it'll come down to facilities. It's, it's the, the fact that you walk into an older facility <laughs> and the first thing that pops into your mind is like, okay, what's wrong with this place? Right. 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 It's the same thing. I, when my clients walk into an old home and they're like, man, deferred maintenance, like what, what kind of issues am I going to run into here? Uh, sure. as a player, you're like, okay, they, they, they don't keep the locker room updated. Like, are they really going to take care of us and, and give us everything that they promise? So I think it makes a little bit of a difference just in terms of like more, more of an implicit type of thought process. Yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. I mean, look, I, I told you just scrolling down through some of the shots that they had, the vid or the video or pictures that they had, I'm like, Ooh, wow, this is cool. Ooh, I like the design of this. So like, I mean, I'm not even an athlete or college athlete that went to any of these places, but man, I might be like fooled for a second by looking at some of these and being like, hmm, maybe I'll I'll kind of think considering them. Uh, oh, these Oregon uniforms, these are pretty sweet. You know, it's, yeah. it's so crazy nowadays. Like when you hear well, kids talk about that. I'm going to jump in because you, you mentioned like the Oregon uniforms. Yeah. That was the thing I think before like this big, arms race on facilities happen. Sure. It was the, the uniform thing because Ohio State started doing some of the alternate uniforms before right. they ever thought about upgrading facilities because um, Oregon was doing it and Florida had some different alternates and like all these schools, it was like, okay, who's going to have the best gear? Yeah. And now the gear thing might be a little bit played out because everybody has alternates. So it's like, I okay, know. like who's got the best features at the facility <laughs> that can get the recruits. So it definitely makes a difference. Do you have, like when you were at Ohio state, did you guys have like something where the media would never know? Like, this is like a cool area that we just never really heard of. Do you think the, the and if you didn't, do you think that exists in some of these programs? Yeah. I, I think there's probably some like, you know, if you ever watch MTV Cribs, like oh, yeah. the little hidden spots that, you know, people didn't really know about her. It's like, oh man, I'm going to just save this for you. And then right. they show you like some little crazy feature facilities definitely have that. Like Ohio state, they have a float tank, like a pod. And that's not something Ooh, that a lot of people know. About that. Yeah. And the pod is one of my favorite things to do for therapy. So that's a cool one. Yeah. And then when they did the renovation, did the, the last renovation, they put in these like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're like private treatment rooms cool. that were in the front, but I don't think they even use those for treatment. Like I think guys just go in there to catch a nap if they can. Sure. Hey, yeah. you got to have a place, right? Right. You're sometimes at that facility for longer than you want to be. And it's, you got to catch some sleep Way by sometimes. Uh, you had yeah. mentioned real quick. I thought it was interesting. Um, oh man. What did, you mentioned the pods, which I had talked to you about how I had done the pods before, which was really cool. Um, shoot, I it just escaped my mind because I was going to say something about the whole facility thing. Now I'm drawing a blank. Dang it. This is what happens when I've been working all day. Today was a work day. I recorded this podcast on a work day for the first time. 
So if you're wondering if I'm like a little off, this is why, because I worked a full Well, at least day. they didn't catch us in the morning because some of those podcasts have been Have been, <laughs> yeah, have been very interesting. No, but it's, it's fun to look at those facilities and just, it's amazing like how different it is from when I went to school and I saw some of those, you know, oh, this is what I was going to say. Sorry. Back on the note of lost train of thought. Here's an idea for you for the Big Ten upcoming season. What if you did like a locker room cribs and you went around as Joshua Perry to all the Big Ten, you know, facilities. And of course, some of them that have to show you the best thing they had, which maybe wasn't great, but you could still make it fun and you could do like a locker room cribs. You know, I, if if I end up pitching that idea I mean, and it works, I'm going to have to send you a royalty check in the mail. Right. I, but I'm thinking of you, my friend. I mean, I'm thinking that I would love to, if I were, if I were doing that, I'd be like, I'm, sign me up. Like, how yeah. fun would that be? Well, I think the real fun in it would be getting to all 14 schools because I haven't been on all the campuses. Yes. Yet. Yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, I'm here for it. Okay, well, maybe that's something you can pitch because I feel like things will be somewhat back to normal. So um, that's what my lost train of thought was, by the way. Fingers Fingers crossed. crossed. Uh, We we enjoy you guys always, of course, you know, listening into our podcast. And you can always go subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Press Pass, give us a review, give us a five star, and then obviously subscribe. We want you to subscribe. And you can follow us on Social media at Kaylee Anderson TV is where you can find me on Twitter and Insta. You can find my friend Joshua Perry. I serve at a platter to you. RIP underscore JEP Twitter, Instagram, holla at your boy. Have you had any uh, outbursts lately? I, I haven't really seen anything. See, I know when he has outbursts because it, he has multiple people start to talk. And then I see it on my feed, right? Because it pops up because those people are commenting on it. So the it keeps popping up. So the last thing I put that like had some some decent interaction on it was, um, and this is perfect for this show, Tom Herman to Chicago as an Ooh, analyst. Thank you for bringing that up. We yeah. had to bring that up. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so I'll, I'll give my thoughts on it. But I, I thought it was just, I, I said it was interesting. And some people were like, well, you know, he's got this huge buyout. So maybe he's just trying to you know, disappear and really be an analyst and sit back and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, well, why would you be motivated to work if you have that kind of a buyout? And then other people were more on the same train as me where um, I understand the buyout situation. But if you look at the way that a lot of these contracts are structured, if his buyout has offset language, which I'm uh, pretty sure it does, um, as a part of the offset, they ask you to seek suitable employment, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if analyst falls into that, and Brett Bielema got uh, sued by Arkansas when he went to be Bill Belichick's assistant before becoming an on-field coach with Ooh. New England because his buyout had offset language in it. Yep. And they said he wasn't trying to find a real job. He wasn't sure. trying to make real money. And for folks who are like, well, what is offset language? If you're supposed to get paid $15 million over five years, $3 million a year, and you get a job that pays a half a million bucks, the first school where you're employed pays you the half million. And then the school that fired you would pay you the two and a half to get you to $3 million. So they're, they can offset the half million um, for folks who understand how that works. So if you're Tom Herman, I can understand maybe sitting back and learning for a time. But if somebody offered you a head coaching position at a group of five school, which he was really successful when you had one of those, or 
a coordinator position at a power five school, which he won national championship when he had one of those. Yes. Why wouldn't you take the job, make your money, get your, you're still making $3 million a year. And I'm, I'm using that as an example number, but you're still getting your $15 million total. The school might only end up paying you out of the, the 15 million 11 because you made right. 4 million doing something else over the length of how they were paying your buyout, but you're still getting the money. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not one of those people that subscribes to the, well, he became an analyst so he could become a better coach and he's just trying to stay out of the, the public eye for a couple years and he'll be back. There's, there's not a chance in my mind that in one year or two years, he will be in a position to take no. a high profile college football coaching job because he fell way off the map. Yep. He wasn't even, a part of the off-season rumor mill for some of the openings. We didn't hear any leaks about nope. Tom Herman anywhere. Really well, weird situation. Exactly. I don't know anything about it. But. No, but you're right. You bring up the point. I think there's something more to it, which we're not going to speculate, but we're kind of speculating. And, you know, <laughs> just it, it'll be something where we're going to not hear his name for a while. Let's just say that. Yeah. Right? I, it, uh, he, I think he's. People are going to be cool on him for at least a few years. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But thanks for bringing that up because I know you had mentioned that to me this week. I was yeah. like, oh gosh, not another analyst job. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like the analyst what? is the flavor of the month. Oh my god, get over! <laughs> By the way, how much do you think they get paid? Uh, this is a good question. If if, well, all right. So I'm gonna just go based off of numbers I know in my little brain, right? So if you're at Ohio not State, a little brain, but yeah, okay. And the lowest paid position coach makes, let's say, like 350 to 400. If you're somebody who literally cannot be an on-field coach, I don't think you're worth more than 80,000 to okay. maximum 100,000. The NFL, I don't know what their, their pay structure is like compared to college. It used to be coaches had to go to the NFL if they really wanted to get paid. They're paying them well in college now. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine it's a lot more than that, though. Which is so, isn't it crazy to think Tom Herman's working for like $80,000? I mean, I know it's a I mean, little more than that, but you know what I'm saying. Listen, if, if I mean, if he was if he was working for $200,000 compared to the millions he was getting paid before, yeah. like that's a drop off. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, who knows? That's incredible. But he could be. I mean, he could literally like his checks could have gone from. All right, let me let me get my calculator out here because I gotta I gotta do this math just to put it in perspective. So three million divided by twelve, if he was making three million dollars a year, it's a quarter million a month to <laughs> eighty thousand divided by twelve to to sixty six hundred a month. Like what are we talking what about? What are we talking about here? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So it's it's the beauty. It's we always yeah. have those those little fun tidbits to add in randomly Heck of but a we time. Love it. exactly we don't we always have our common themes too of like people we pick on i feel so bad sometimes and i'm like you know what no i don't i don't feel bad it's it's hard for me to feel bad in some of these situations exactly i don't, I don't ever want to besmirch somebody's good name but i will besmirch somebody's besmirchable name exactly that's a great yeah. way to put it uh well yeah. of course we appreciate you guys listening and you can always tune in we're here every single week unless there's something crazy going on so we appreciate you guys and um we'll be back here next week take care for the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together for the pathfinders breaking new ground granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support because we know you have people depending on you 
so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.